Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie III. And today we're doing kind of a show about a show that I wanted to do. Um, as I hope all our listeners are aware of, Trash Future. Excellent podcast out there. Been in the game for a minute. We've been trying to get a collab going for it seems like years. And a while. We, we, yeah, we've been talking about it. And hadn't put together a thing that I was trying to brainstorm where we crossed over the future, a show about, you know, the future and it being bad, a show about movies and them being bad. How do they work together? And I thought, oh, wait, Trash Future, they're located in UK. Why don't we talk about some, you know, British science fiction, some British, British visions of the future. And I was talking with my man who's on the line right now. Riley, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Leslie. Thank you very much for having me on. I've been looking forward to coming on for a bit. And yeah. slagging off Black Mirror is basically most of what I do normally on a daily basis. So like, I feel like I've got my Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours in <laughs> for this. Yeah. So what I realized when we were talking is that even the majority of sci-fi that might be filmed or created in the uk is still set in outer space or america mm. and so there was nothing for us to talk about really <laughs> other than black mirror but black mirror but let's talk about our not talking about what we're we can't talk about mm. which is you know a british vision of the future because i think if you ask anybody what's you know some good futuristic british sci-fi one of the first things they might name is something like judge dread which is actually set in america mm -hmm. well i think like a lot of um a lot of what you can like what you can get is you can get um british sci-fi that tends to be much more super fantastical like if you were to say to me what's british sci-fi i say warhammer forty thousand because uh. it's like it's it's like the it's it's this alt huge gigantic universe spanning fantasy, but your, your few, per, depictions of a sort of near future Britain are very few and far between. Uh, they're not non-existent. So you might look at shows like Years and Years, which is about like the um, sort of slow fat takeover of Britain by a fascist party, as opposed to what we have, which is a Britain being run by one since I don't know before I moved here <laughs> in two thousand eleven, yeah. um, and. Also, you have some, like the most recent um, instance of British sci-fi about Britain that like globally broke through that you had was I think Children of Men. Yeah, um, and I mean Children of Men is, is a fantastic film, and I think in many cases Black Mirror, which is kind of what I'm sort of thinking about focusing on today, is sort of a very unsatisfying follow-up to Children of Men. Because like Children of Men, Black Mirror takes sort of one, it, it sort of looks a little bit forward into the future where things are sort of worse, but society is somehow still barely taking over, or in yeah. the case of some Black Mirror episodes, properly taking over or whatever. Um, and it tries to add some element to it, like uh, with Black Mirror, it's a te piece of technology, with Children of Men, it's the global fertility crisis, whatever, that then says something essential about humanity um but black but what children of men talk it talks about is you know it's, it's i think children of men is a fantastic film i think it talks about like um the nature of hope and hopelessness 
And, and, and whereas Black Mirror, what it seems to say about humanity is that we shouldn't be exposed to phones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's been my number one critique of Black Mirror because God, people do love that show. Like people mm. are really into Black Mirror or were, I think it's been it's, since the move to Netflix, it hasn't been as hip and as cool. But I remember when yeah. it first came out, my friends all talking about, Oh, this is great show from the BBC called Black Mirror. You have to see it if you like science fiction. And, you know, I, 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 you know, do my download, I tune in, I sit and watch it. I, you know, it's some guy who's like mad at his girlfriend because of phones. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess that was all right. That kept my attention for 45 or so minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine, you know, acted well enough. Um, the next thing was like, um, a politician who was going to, fuck a pig on live tv because of phones <laughs> and i was like all right um i guess that held my attention for a little bit um during the 44 minutes i was watching it um let's see what else they have and then it was just like another thing about fucking phones 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 and every single episode was about phones are phones so much a menace in the uk so much a threat that we yeah. you cannot see a future past them. anti-phone action um yeah, I think even the because I know because I, yeah, I know it's different in the UK that you know you don't have to ha- sign up with one of these companies. You can just get a SIM card from anywhere and go with it or something like that. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's because you're on CDMA and we're on like five G. I don't know what the difference is, but there's something different happening with your phones. <laughs> yeah, something must be fucked up about our phones. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would. Lo- first of all, I'd love to see the creator of Black Mirror, Charlie Brooker run out of ideas for why phones are bad and eventually just make an episode of black mirror about how like vodafone is overcharging him (laughs) um but like i think to understand black mirror you have to step back a little bit so for those of you that don't know it is this anthology science fiction show where um each episode is an individual story kind of like twilight zone um and it is all about these ways specifically in which technology makes our lives weird and the black mirror it's a reference to the off screen of an iphone yes. <laughs> so it's like it's more phones <sighs> and some of the episodes are explicitly about how um phones equal bad because there's a, um one of the episodes is where like a, a woman a woman's like husband dies and then she like downloads an app that has scrubbed all of his chat history from his phone. And then oh, she can no. chat to her like dead husband as much as she wants. But then she's like, no, the phone's not enough. I need a, what if a human was a phone? And then they send her a full size copy of her dead husband so she can like interact with her dead husband who's been rebuilt from the phone. Phone, yes. Phones. <laughs> uh, or even there's one episode, which actually I kind of think is the best one of the first season. And 15 million merits, which is all about this future dystopia where everyone lives in a cube and, um, you have to pedal on a bike to like generate energy, uh, for the cube. And you spend the merits you get from pedaling the bike on, um, 
uh, skit on little skins for an avatar that you use to talk to other people, and it like advertises stuff to you all the time. And you're in this cube, and you're a prisoner, and you're pedaling away on a bike, only so you can buy like skins. And it really, once you think of it like this, it's like, oh wait, this is just an angry old Gen Xer. Because <laughs> that's what because the guy who created it, Charlie Brooker, yeah, is an angry old Gen Xer who like um most recently politically is just really um become come out really hard for uh, like the politics of tony blair who'd have thought that oh, um wow. that an extremely sort of rich and successful like now middle-aged comedian who likes to think of himself as still young would really like love the politics of tony blair shocker um and so he's like been a really he's been a bit of an anti-Corbin voice, which is you know sucked, but you know whatever he's like Gen X guy. Um, yeah, like I, I'm looking at like so I remember you know Charlie Brooker you know from seeing him at the top of like Guardian uh, stuff uh, for a while before the show came out. I was like, oh, they let the guy who writes like columns that are kind of okay. Uh, make a like a the Twilight Zone for some reason. I don't know how celebrity works in the UK. Oh, like, apparently... celebrity! Celebrity's totally different over here. Uh, <laughs> we have per capita, we have way more celebrities. We have so many. So we have we have celebrities like that are just alleged celebrities, <laughs> and now there are celebrities who are celebrities for having gone on like celebrity dating shows, but they're just celebrities from other celebrity shows, and you don't know where they began. They're just an eternal celebrity that you've never heard of. But we also have about that many columnists as well. So everyone's yes. also a columnist. <laughs> so, but Charlie Brooker got his start. Um, he got his start uh, like writing for um, like like uh, sort of sardonic, like acerbic criticisms of like video games and stuff. And he really hated. Uh, he hates TV. Uh, he hates uh, George Bush. Um, he's basically a human copy of Adbusters. He's also like the thing is he's not. It's not like he's been a hack forever though, right? Like, um, he's been in in the past. Like, I don't know, before two thousand eight, he was like a very current and critical, uh, like satirical voice in British comedy. Like, he wrote Nathan Barley, which is one of like I think one of like one of the funniest shows that Britain's ever produced. He's worked with um, uh. He worked with Chris Morris to do Brass Eye, and actually, he was one of the writers. Oh, yeah, writers. Brass Eye is great. He was one of the writers of Pete Geddon, the best Brass Eye episode. Like, yeah. He's not he's not a talentless hack forever. I think it's just that now, his, his all of his creative outlet output is defined by, like, being a, a sort of an older Gen Xer who thinks that young people are weird because they don't <laughs> like him. Um, I think the episode that describes this best is um it's one of the it was one of the headline netflix episodes the one with miley cyrus in it uh, it's called rachel jack and ashley too it's about this this these two sisters one of whom is a big fan of this pop star played by miley cyrus and her sister who likes old stuff like the pixies and nine inch nails yeah. although crucially nine inch nails doesn't exist in this um fictive universe for reasons that we become clear uh, yeah i saw this episode over my wife's shoulder and it was just the sound the sound of miley cyrus covering head like a hole by it's nine like, oh this is badass because uh, like the whole premise of the show is there's the cool dark sister who likes 90s alternative rock and 90s comedians <laughs> and then there's the and then there's like the stupid pop sister who's been taken in by all the marketing and bullshit 
And they buy some AI doll of this super popular singer called Ashley O. And as someone who grew up in Canada with the show Clone High, I kept on just having this yeah. brainworm that said Ashley Angel from O-Town, <laughs> which to watchers of Clone High, that will, of course, be like, yes, well, of course, Ashley Angel from O-Town. You can only say that. Um, and uh, then, you know, the... The singer is being controlled by her momager, uh, Kendall Jenner type, with like drugs and hypnosis or whatever. She like, but she's trying to write dark, real songs, not stupid, girly pop music. <laughs> and so the, the the show unfolds that the 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 pop music loving girl has the AI doll of the singer, uh, and the singer is put into a coma by her momager for because it's like you won't be a stupid, dumb pop singer. You want to be a like the pixies um <laughs> and um the and, and then it, it it transpires that like they delete the mental block around the um around the singer's brain that was imported into the ai doll and the ai doll is like what no there's definitely some shit going on so they go to the house of the singer where she's like being kept in a coma and they're just extracting songs from her head and all the songs they extract from her head are of course sound like fucking trent reznor wrote them because it's like that's what cool music is not this not this beat poop electronic shit you can't even sing to it um and then uh they like free her drive to like the the presentation where the kendall jenner type character is saying like hey we have a new holographic pop star uh that we can show you and then they're like fuck you uh i'm gonna do what i want to do and at the end um the pop star is now dressed in a black t-shirt with a black with black hair and the cool pixies liking sister and her are playing head like a hole which it's implied <laughs> that they wrote so it's basically the entire thesis of that episode is um what if instead of having to listen to all this girly pop music trent reznor came in and and beat everyone up and then and then all the teeny boppers would run out of the <laughs> rock club which literally happens yeah Some teeny bopper fans of ashley oh we're like ew this music is too harsh and they run out and then a bunch of like metalheads and of a type that haven't existed since 1996 are all headbanging to trent reznor i'm looking at that's so funny because first of all those girls will be 100 down with whatever the miley cyrus did as we know from when miley cyrus became like a twerk king and all the little kids who liked her kept listening and also from billy eilish who like makes pop music but dresses like marilyn manson yeah uh, yeah like that 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 wouldn't be a problem for those kids to make uh the adjustment that's it's so funny because like the thing is that even if if you you know and i'm you know I'm sensitive to it because I do love 90s rock. And if you mm. hate pop music, I'm, I'm sensitive to that, especially modern you know, and modern pop music and bubblegum pop music. I get that. But at the same time, if you're making the show and ha- it stars Miley Cyrus and she's covering Head Like a Hole, you're just doing the selling out like yeah. yourself like you you're like you're fuck you're like selling out nine inch nails you bought this from you you bought this from trent song from trent reznor and had miley cyrus sing it for a tv show that is one hundred thousand percent uh classic classic 90s sellout 
Yeah, but then Charlie Brooker got to stick it to the teeny boppers that he invented. Yeah, yeah, he got to insult like his niece uh, while <laughs> doing it, and so it's okay. It's okay to sell out as long as you make some of some like teens uh, while doing it. Well, any any episode of Black Mirror can be looked at as Charlie Brooker is mad at the modern world, um, and so whether it's the um, and, and like even throughout every episode, it's like the. Um, uh, kids won't stop looking at their damn phones. Like a lot of a lot of older characters do reference that kids are always looking at their damn phones. Um, yeah, but, but it's mad at the, at the modern world in a way that has like it's not structural, of course. No, it's just like no. these little things. It's always phones about. bad. Yeah. It's it's always it's always phones bad. Or um, man, man, some of this technology sure has had some unintended consequences, huh? Bet you'd hate if that happened to you. Maybe you should look up from your phone at me, Charlie Brooker, at the dinner table. I feel like this show always gets so close to being good and even mm. so close to having the point, too, is kind of like a parallel thing. Like like for the episode Metalhead um, about the um, the drone dog mm-hmm. um, that's protecting the Amazon warehouse. It's like pre- it's, it's probably the best episode I've seen just because mm-hmm. it's just like a base level kind of far future thriller type thing and it's the one that's most like the last piece of like extremely good british sci-fi children of men i i know people who might not have listened to trash future before might be puzzled by why i'm talking authoritatively about britain while sounding like this Uh, i'm canadian i've just lived here for like a better part of a decade um and there is something about the british psyche that is obsessed with decline and things things fucking up and going wrong and just in slow decay and that's when british sci-fi is at its best when it imagines the consequences of slow decay and with the episode with the episode metalhead you're left to build a lot of the world yourself um you're it's a, it is a pitched criticism of technology and property and things of that nature right i think like if anything i'd go so far as to say as like like just as like charlie brooker is not like not eternally a hack like he's made some of the most like inc- I think the P to get an episode of Brass Eye is probably the most biting bit of British satire that's been made in the last 30 years. Um, and so he's like, he's not an untalented guy. He's not, I don't think he's a hack even, but like that ability to sort of, to make a very stark statement that doesn't sound like a complaint is at its best in Metalhead, I think. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's so close to being good, but then I read what he actually said about metalhead because oh, the, i haven't read about anything about that this is yeah. just my interpretation of the episode itself oh god yeah. are you gonna ruin the one good episode of black mirror a, a little bit because uh you know because when you and i left get left to see that episode it was like oh this is a criticism of the military industrial complex who is actually making those ba- those dogs boston dynamics mm-hmm. is making <laughs> exactly uh those things when it was when he was actually directly asked about it, he was just kind of like he kind of backed off from making any kind of real connection to criticism with the real world. He was just like, "Oh, we saw these things and we decided to put them in the episode instead of saying like, "Oh, they're actually making these things to go and kill brown people right now, and I made this episode um because it was bad, and we should uh stop it like they d- he says, you know, I wanted to be you know just this kind of pared down thrilling you know horror thing about you know with some connection to real technology but he didn't really have anything to say 
as far as like the real world existence of these things. That is incredibly disappointing. I actually did not know that, and who boy, because uh, the, the the essence that's the the essence of every Black Mirror episode is, ooh, look at that, weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are, what are the other ones? Like, cause it's um, it also got particularly strange when it went to Netflix because, like, the way that BBC that BBC commissioning works is like, you get almost no money, and then you have to improvise. Basically, that the, the money goes considerably up uh, after the uh, again bizarre uh, white white Christmas episode with John Hamm where. There's a, a guy who like gives incels dating advice by like, but John Hamm by like watching the world through their eyes, but then watching them fuck also. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And but like, there's all kinds of different. Um, but you also you extract artificial consciousnesses from people and so on and so on. It just seems like a whole hodgepodge of things thrown in together and so on. But that was the last episode they did um, on the BBC. And then it went to Netflix. And the first one they did at Netflix was called Nosedive. And that is one where they were like, ah, oh, what if cancel culture is bad? <laughs> yes. um, um, again, all, see all about the phones and the likes yes. and the faves and just... So, uh, it briefly how the no the how nosedive works as a um as a concept is uh every single person uh has a rating out of five and they're all just rating each other out of five on their phones all the time um in order to then like form their social relationships so like if you give someone a coffee they'll give you a five star rating and then your average will go up and that will det- determine like what kinds of uh coffee shops you can go into and so on and charlie brooker's main message seems to be like what if there were some what if some people had a superficial thing about them that prevented them from going <laughs> into certain businesses and enjoying certain privileges but that thing was based on everyone's opinion of them that's right i'm talking <laughs> about cancel culture it's like what if phones cause what if phones created some kind of i don't know jim crow situation but for how much people like you <laughs> uh, um, the only thing i did like about the episode is the ending is kind of cute um because yeah i mean the thing about this is right they're they're co- like sometimes as stories they're like massively you know overwrought but like so is the twilight zone and the twilight zone rocks um but like black mirror like it's sometimes it's like decent writing yeah. you know it's it's just the, the core concept of what if phones but too much sometimes yeah. sends it to ridiculous places that only like an, an aggrieved Gen Xer who doesn't understand that he isn't cool anymore could go. Yeah, I, I compared it a lot to Electric Dreams, which was Amazon's um, Black Mirror copy series. But it, those stories were all based on stories by Philip K. Dick. Now, mm. if anybody knows about Philip K. Dick, he's one of the most inventive and creative minds in all of science fiction. He was not mad about cell phones at all. So every episode ultimately is not about technology it's about people it's about the characters that are in the show and that sure there's tons of sci-fi stuff just as much as uh and near future and sometimes far future stuff more than black mirror even um has but it's never the point I, i forget who said the quote but the thing is like no, it, like it's not about the spaceships. It's about the people that are in the spaceships. That's why mm-hmm. you write 
uh, the story. And I would recommend if you were d- disappointed like I was and always feel kind of empty after watching a Black Mirror, check out uh, some of the Electric Dreams episodes. There's one with uh, Timothy Spall uh, that is just really, you know, kind of really gets that like core issues of life and humanity and love and what it means and you know what it means to be a parent and all these issues that like in black mirror are constantly constantly obscured by their obsession with this one thing yeah and i mean hey i haven't watched that but i certainly will now because i've been kind of i've been jonesing for a good version of this for a while um but it's the even though this this makes you think of another um of another uh, 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 episode uh, in Black Mirror called "Hated in the Nation." So basically, there's like a, a robotic bees that get created. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you can hack them to like kill someone, and so then there's like a there's, there's a hashtag that goes on the rise, and then the person that like called Death Two, and so if it's like hashtag you know Death to Riley or whatever, um, then and I'm the t- I get the most tags on that hashtag. Uh, I will end up getting um, getting getting killed, and so yeah, by the robot like, bees. And it's yeah, like, it's, okay, so wait, what's 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 your what what is your criticism here, uh, Charlie? What is the target of your satire? Is it? I mean, we, you, and I both know the target of the satire is oof, <sighs> these phones, huh? Yeah. Um, but like. I, I can't even see what the possible critical target would have been. For one thing, it's just like, man, man, when people get into outrage mobs on Twitter, that's no good. Yeah, that's the main thing. Is like people are mad. Like if if it's like you if you get into outrage mob in this world, uh, so, uh, ter- uh, kind of unabomber like terrorists will kill you and you'll kind of deserve it or something or another like anybody who used the bad hashtag saying somebody should die ends up getting killed uh themselves uh, at the end as some sort of morality play about i don't know it's 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 a morality play without a moral which i find so interesting because the because the real moral is just i personally am uncomfortable with a world I don't understand, and I find it intimidating. The thing that always sort of strikes me about this kind of science fiction and this kind of moralizing, where the target is this, where it's about the spaceships rather than the people in the spaceships, um, as you said, is that it reminds me of a thing that a lot of right-wing columnists do, where they'll invent a situation to get mad at, and then say, wow, if this situation was true, wouldn't you be mad? Where it's 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 where it's like, mm, man, imagine if um, people getting mad on Twitter caused people to die. Wow, <laughs> that would suck. And you're like, okay, well, it doesn't. So good. Yeah, I think the best way to describe the show is like you have to have columnist brain. Yes, to really. It's, like it's absolutely a it. columnist show, and because you know who loves it. Columnists, columnists, like, columnists they, can't get yeah, enough of it. That's why, yeah, they love it. And like, I thought the time when it jumped a shark would have been like Bandersnatch, yeah, because man, that that was that you know, sucked. it sucked. Um, it wasn't very interesting. It has some interesting um, bits in it. I think the game designer, uh, the actor who plays him, he did a pretty good job. But there's like absolutely nothing to the story. The inner, the interactivity 
wasn't really that like fun. Like we have video games better than this that do interactivity better than this. Like, but in the same like style where you're kind of watching a movie and you just um, pick mm. a few choices. Like a lot of the choices, like the the kung fu fight in the middle of it. If you pick just for no reason, there's no verisimilitude to like the world and the universe, and there's no real like resolution to anything. Just just like every Black Mirror episode is more about the technology than the people. This Black Mirror movie was more about the interactive technology than the movie. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like Netflix had already done it, done that sort of interactive thing for like children's shows and stuff. Like it's a technology for babies, kind of, uh, that they're using for you know this serious you know drama that's supposed to be a, about the human condition. It's a technology for babies, and also it's the technology. Um, that was used one time experimentally in the 1970s to see if they could increase movie attendance by making them slightly interactive and so gave people voting buttons to push on what happens next. And um, it just it seems a bit paltry. But I, I wanted to sort of uh, chase up on that, um, on that thing about how, col- how columnists love Black Mirror. If you ever want to see a list of just some hacky nonsense articles by terrible columnists, navigate to Google News. And then type in quotation marks straight out of Black Mirror. (laughs) Um, I'm going to read you some headlines. Deepak Chopra made a clone of himself. The AI Foundation plans to release a tool for anyone to build and record their OI like like a living memory archive straight out of Black Mirror. Um, China's creepy social credit system creates a dystopian world that is straight out of Black Mirror. Have you played HQ, the game that's straight out of Black Mirror? Six futuristic <laughs> gadgets straight out of Black Mirror. Even two Paul Rudds can't save Netflix as living with yourself. The science fiction plotline sounds like someone sounds like one. Straight out of Black Mirror. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. China introduces face scans for all new mobile phone users, an initiative that could have come straight out of Black Mirror. A lot of anti-China stuff, uh, yeah. by the way. Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna keep. I I do have to keep going this for yes. one sec. Police ask Alexa who done it in suspicious death case. It feels like something straight out of Black Mirror. <laughs> have they done how many Alexa episodes have they done? Um, I think the Alexa is kind of incorporate. Just like not every episode is about the phone. Not every episode is about the Alexa. So like you could see um, the entire history of you, the episode about the woman who brings her man, her husband back from the dead uh, by scanning his phone as just kind of a human Alexa that does whatever you say. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or you could see the episode about um, the one, the one I just I just refreshed myself on the Miley Cyrus one because you can buy a Miley Cyrus Ashley Angel from O Town themed Alexa that yeah. sort of does whatever you say, but with that theme. But also like the. The, the real, but the real problem of the Alexa is all is that Black Mirror always addresses is uh ooh an Alexa you're talking to a machine isn't that weird as opposed to there's a thing that's surveilling you all the time and is collecting marketing data on you 24 hours a day even when it's not on like that's that's never addressed it's always like like you said with the robot dogs there's like no the military industrial complex is building robot dogs to go and like <laughs> more efficiently just turn you know non-white people into corpses around the world and charlie brooker sees that and is like wow weird dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's like the company is like the 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 like little ashley angel from o-town um, i'm calling her that now um alexa that you buy doesn't monitor you it doesn't uh film you doesn't li- interact with you in any way it's just a toy and it just talks to you 
Um, yeah, it, what's bad is that it has bad taste in music. Yeah, what's bad? What's bad is all these teeny boppers with their pop music. <laughs> I, that's so wild. I didn't think you could put something like that hateful towards teenage girls in an episode <laughs> until I saw those teeny boppers run out of. <laughs> This Miley Cyrus concert in terror, in terror, never ah, happened. Being attacked by music that's not about it's it's this it's just the hating teen girls version of talking about how rap is about rims. Yeah, ah, it's a music with a theme, and it's it's sonically interesting. Ah, <laughs> I mean, of all the people to be mad at about you know pop music it's all fucking executives all studio executives all like tech company guys Mm -hmm. like why isn't this show about how all of them suck and are bad and are ruining our lives in the miley cyrus episode it's like she is controlled by her aunt and some doctors who are always like changing the music she really wants to make which is like edgy rock and roll into glittery bubblegum pop that she hates doing no, that um, wouldn't be her mom. That would be a record executive. That no. would be, yeah, it would be something else. Because also, like, they're just like, well, teen girls love bubblegum pop music, so we need you to be what teen girls love. And she's like, no, I want to be what forty-five-year-old comedy writers <laughs> from Britain love, uh, because that's who I love. Yeah, um, or, or even even or gets even, causality backwards. The yeah. whole show always gets <laughs> causality backwards. Oh man, yeah. So yeah. that's. Black Mirror. I have oh, never. Hey, you been... know what I call it? Whack Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's finally nice. It's been nice to finally get you on um, for you know to talk about um, the bad show that presents us no vision whatsoever for any kind of future. I forgot to mention that there is another future for the UK, but it's the 1984 V4. Um, vendetta future where near future where you transport back to the 1950s but it's also the future and big brother dystopia Uh, yeah it's like that but the one good thing is that it's run by complete incompetence um (laughs) like like there are most people in the highest levels of government uh, genuinely genuinely have no idea what's going on like we have two very senior government ministers, uh, Matt Hancock and Liz Truss. The only way you could describe them is that they both um, saw an Alexa and their life was changed forever uh, because they're basically governing by the principles of Black Mirror. So like Matt Hancock has said he wants to map the DNA, uh, the full genome of every child born in the UK. Oh, um, okay. But he says, he says, yes, because there are innovative, innovative custom medicine companies, and we can absolutely improve cure rates for all children everywhere if we just map the genome of everyone and keep it on a database that we lease out from Amazon Web Services. Wow. And so he basically is just like, yeah, let's just, let's just put everyone's entire genome on a server and then assume that mar- pharmaceutical companies will then just start making people genetically customized medicine and nothing can go wrong (laughs) nothing at all so basically you need i i hate to say it but charlie brooker and like matt hancock types are kind of made for one another because the only person who approaches technology as gormlessly as (laughs) matt hancock is charlie brooker yeah and because it's always i mean because the warnings from black mirror they're never about from what I've seen, they're never about, you know, the big issue or the big problem or it's not about capitalism. It's not about, you know, mass, you know, surveillance. It's not about 
the military industrial complex. It's about like the individuals using things wrong or being yeah. wrong or being yeah. bad people as individuals with no real consideration or understanding of the larger forces that would drive uh, this behavior in the first place or drives this technology in the first place is really the question is never almost never asked like how did why did we let this technology get so bad how did we let this happen who was in charge who created it's always about like this here and you're a bad person if you use it wrong and that's yeah it yeah exactly it's the even even we were sort of touched on this with the um with the 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 teen the the him not understanding record executives where he just thinks that teen girls naturally like shitty music and not that record companies create that demand themselves yeah they're just like no we there are people with bad taste and people with good taste and this is a happy ending story because miley cyrus because becomes someone with good taste she becomes me charlie brooker who loves <laughs> trent reznor and other edgy 90s opinions also, that's the other thing. People are bad and they suck. That's an edgy '90s opinion. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's, that's like a, that's like George Carlin smoking on stage and daring you to say something about it. Think for you know anybody who's thinking about you know sitting down and watching um, Black Mirror. The important lesson to learn is that absolutely positively whatever you do, do not use any technology to watch it. Do what? Do not watch it. On your phone. Now, I'm not sure how you watch it um, without using your phone or technology or some kind of streaming uh, service, uh, some kind of new technology, post 90s uh, technology. Um, it's kind of a conundrum. Like, how if you're. You got to get it on tape. <laughs> yeah, get, get a VHS copy. Of, no, not uh, even that. Movie. That's too much. You got to get it on like a, an audio tape, and then you and your friends can act <laughs> it out together. And it'll be like a bootleg audio tape, like how the Pixies used to make. Yeah, Charlie Brooker. Yeah, Black Mirror cassettes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I've turned Charlie Brooker into a stupid Pokemon. <laughs> All right, Riley, where can people find you in Trash Future? Yeah, you can. If you don't already listen to Trash Future, you can and should check it out. Uh, we are on everywhere you might find a podcast uh, that's, you know, Apple, Spotify, all the various ones. Um, and yeah, give us, a, give us the old listen, but don't you dare do it on a phone because that's <laughs> just not worth the risk. All right, folks, that was Struggle Session. Have a good one. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? 
Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.